Code Massacre, level bloodbath. You're going to do so cute. Most of you are going to die today. Girls, girls, girls. Hi, Principal Burke. This is the second time you three have been killed this semester. Have you ever been shot here at school before today? Danger lurks around every corner. You have a heart condition. I've never heard one like yours. It's like you have two hearts. Tell me what happened. I heard this girl crying out for me. She was pulling me closer and closer. We have to find that girl. You are one in a long line. Ferocious, repulsive, magnificent. He took everything he could from her. He's gonna do that to us too. She's alive. I just don't know where she is. I could feel her blood leaving her body. We are all going to survive this. Be okay with the pain and the blood. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Fresh Cuts. This is Mike. Joining me as always, it's Mr. Venom. What's up, Venom? Greetings and salutations, blood swimmers. Yeah, I was doing pretty well today until I watched this movie, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, the NFL season kicked off right now, and uh, I'd probably We're rather be it. watching that than doing this. But, uh, oh, I guarantee you that. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, also with us, it's Don and Ellie. What's up, Don? Fuck you, Mike. <laughs> All right. Let's go. So we're talking... A movie on Shutter called Perpetrator. Let's see. What does the synopsis say? Johnny, a wild and impulsive teenage girl living precariously in a town where young women continue to go missing, and the power she's forced to unlock to survive. Okay. Sure, that would have been fun if we got that. Yeah. I'm, I may, I, wow. Maybe I watched the wrong movie, but... Uh... <laughs> that sentence was weird. How do you outline that sentence? That was odd. Yeah, all right. There was well, no verb in that sentence. <laughs> okay. Well, let's see if if these opening uh, segment quips are any indication of what we thought of the movie. So, Venom, you're up first. What are your general thoughts on Perpetrator? Oh, holy shit, this goddamn movie. I, I got to tell you, this was one hour and 41 minutes of sheer frustration and boredom and just complete apathy for everyone in this movie. I, I just, I, I'm sorry, folks. Let me start with what's good about the film, and this won't take me long. It looks nice. It's well shot. It's well acted. I didn't really have any issues with any of the performances. I will say, I will say that there is some incredibly stupid dialogue in this movie. One hit. Here's a quick example that just pops off the top of my head. Uh, Alicia Silverstone is in this movie, and she plays a character named Hildy. Late in the film, she rescues three girls from uh, a kidnapper, <laughs> basically someone who was uh, torturing them for Lord knows how long. And as soon as they get in the van, the first thing she says is, oh, God, you girls smell awful. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you just rescued these three women from the jaws of death? And the first thing you say is, you guys smell awful. Holy shit. I knew, just, you, were, I knew you were going with that one. <laughs> that's just a small example of the sheer stupidity um, spotlighted in this film. I, I, I'm sorry. Like I said, uh, I, I wasn't done with the positives for the film. The score is okay. The cinematography is okay. It looks like a well-made movie. And that's the end of my praise. Because this story is so self-absorbed and pretentious. Like, I, I feel like this writer-director thinks that she's Cronenberg. 
which is so fucking laughable. And and I know we're going to get hate from people who probably say, oh, this is a female-centric movie. This movie isn't for you. You probably don't get it. Let me tell you, my friends, we've done plenty of female-centric movies on this show. In fact, my number two Count it. My number two fucking movie of 2022 was Hellbender, a movie that is entirely populated by a mother and daughter. And I adore that film. I fucking adore that film. If it weren't for the sadness getting its American release delayed to 2022, Hellbender would have been my number one film of 2022, without a doubt. So please don't come to me with, oh, you just don't get it. Yeah, you're right. I don't get it, because no one fucking gets this movie. No one, none of the reviews that I've read or YouTube reviews that I've watched, no one can give a decent explanation of what the fuck is going on in this movie. No one, no one can explain the abilities that the women in this movie have. Are they witches? Are they vampires? Are they fucking, uh, I don't know, portal jumpers? I, it just, it doesn't fucking make any sense, and... Just when you think the movie is about to make sense, it doesn't. Okay, let me keep going. One of the worst fucking villains I've ever seen in a horror movie. This guy is such a limp dick little bitch. And he is our fucking villain. And there's, and granted, there are two villains in this movie. It's kind of a, a kidnapping and torture team of villains. One of them is such a dipshit that he gets his ass whipped by an 18-year-old girl. The other one is such an incel little bitch that I, I just, I, I didn't even want to admit I was the same gender as this character. He's such a fucking waste of life. This movie, uh, written and directed by Jennifer Reeder, I'm sorry, Jennifer, if you're listening to this, you're very obviously a man-hater, because every fucking guy in this movie is a piece of shit. Every guy in this movie is either a whiny little bitch or, you know, a, a perp oh, <laughs> no pun intended, a perpetrator of the crimes involved in this film. Oh, God. I, I, I hated every one of them. And if you don't think the sheriff's son was in on this, you're a fucking moron. I don't, those were crocodile tears if I've ever seen them in my life. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> what else can I complain about? Um, such an uneventful, stupid ending. Like, by the time we get a, Anything even remotely gory at the end of the film, you don't care anymore. You don't give a shit about any of the characters. You just you just want the movie to end. That's where I was. I wanted the movie to just end. Oh, cool, you ripped out his heart. That's awesome. Well, too little, too late. Because the rest of the movie is a goddamn slog. It's just so hard to get through. I almost stopped watching this movie twice. And if it weren't for the fact that we were reviewing it today, I would have happily stopped it. I thought about watching this with my wife because I thought, well, it looks like a female-centric horror movie, and she really liked Hellbender just like I did, so why not give it a shot? I am so glad I decided to watch Iron Man last night and not this movie with my wife because she would have fucking hated me for wasting an hour and 41 minutes of her life. Um... Uh, you know what? I, I'm going to leave my general thoughts at that. I have a lot more to complain about, um, but I'm going to leave it for uh, after my co-hosts take their turns pissing all over this fucking piece of shit movie. This is Black Christmas 2018 all fucking over again, and I, I am so upset with this movie. It's been a long time since I've had a good rant, my friends, and this movie deserves every bit of my piss and vinegar, and it's going to get it for the entire time that we're reviewing this movie. I'm done for now. All right. Uh, done for now is Venom, but just getting started is Dawn. What did you think of uh, Perpetrator? I'm going to exert as much energy as I want to on this. Uh, at the expense of my thoughts, I'm more interested in what Venom's rants are, so fuck this <laughs> shit. <laughs> Trust me, what I have to say is going to be uh, not that intelligent and not that well-informed because it's not really worth my time. Uh, I, 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 let me try this and see if I can at least muster some something to say. Not since Infinity Pool have I been this apathetic about a film. Um, 
I just I, I don't know what went wrong here. Um, I, I mean, the premise has potential, they, you know, coming together, uh, you know, mixing, you know, coming of age storylines with, you know, these strange powers that she's gotten and, you know, this fairy godmother, or whatever the fuck she's supposed to be. There's an idea there, and you know, there's some trippy visuals, and uh, it, it starts weirdly enough. But God, by the half hour point, I had almost given up. I mean, I I don't even remember if I even finished the thing on Shutter. I mean, I think I shut this thing off as soon as the credits started rolling, and I I could not care less about what happened here. I mean from just absolutely moronic behaviors, just idiotic character decisions. I mean, I I would rather just stop right now and just let Venom go rant because I guarantee you it is going to be more entertaining and it is going to be more worthwhile than what I have to bring to the table because, for one, I'm, I'm in complete agreement with him. I... I'm almost just tempted to sit back, pull up some popcorn, and just let the rant flow because I think that's going to be a more worthwhile piece of entertainment from what I have to say. So, yeah, um, after Night's End and this, Jennifer, I think I've wiped my hands with you. Um, I I, I think I'm done with you. Uh, You've proved your worth to me, and I I think we're done. Um, Let's just part ways, and uh, we'll just be good for now. if you decide to do anything in the future, I guarantee you it is going to be watched out of pure malice and apathy. So, uh, yeah, you're you're pretty much absolved from anything I've I'm going to watch in the future. So, Mike, uh, let's just uh, sit back and let the fireworks go if uh, you catch my meaning. Uh, okay, yeah, this movie, man. Also, kind of like Venom, I thought the cinematography was okay. It looked pretty good for being like lower budget uh i did like alicia silverstone she didn't have a whole lot to work with with the script but i thought like when she was on she she was kind of creepy and sinister in her own ways outside of that man i i think i must have put this movie on three times to try to attempt like what the hell i was missing like venom i looked up reviews written and video because i was like I gotta be missing something. Like, I, I usually don't walk away from a movie this kind of, like, with a blank slate where I just don't know what to think. Uh, like, am I missing subtext? Was I not paying enough attention to certain things? But no, there's just, I feel like this movie, it, it wants to have a lot of ideas, but it just, it's just scatterbrained. It's all over the place from one scene to the next. Uh, you know, there's some there's some surrealism going on, but I don't necessarily like. I don't not like surrealism. Like last year's uh, Resurrection with Rebecca Hall, I was a huge fan of that movie, and I did a lot of surrealism. But this movie, it just kind of throws it in for no re- like. There's just nothing to it. It just, it just feels like random shit thrown in at different points of the movie. Uh, the story, I think, like Don said, like the the setup was okay. But it just didn't go anywhere, and it, it kind of stalled out from the start. And then by the time we get to the end scene, where we kind of see, like, the conclusion, it's like, okay, so you gave me a good, like, opening, and I guess an okay final scene, but the entire, what, 95-ish minutes in between those was garbage. Like, and I hate to say it, because I'm usually not that negative on movies, even when I don't like them. But in, in Venom, compared it to Black Christmas, what was it, 2019, you said? Yeah. Um, and I'm no fan of that movie, but if your movie can make me, like, not, like, second guess how how negative I was on that, because of, I saw a new movie that's kind of reigning champ for now. Like, man, like, Black Christmas was terrible, but it was, at least it was, like, a cohesive movie that made sense. It just sucked, and, like... For a, for a lot of reasons we went over on that episode, but this movie, I, it's it's hard to almost talk about because I just am at a loss for like what I watched and how they thought this finished product was was like acceptable or suitable. 
Um, I feel bad because I'm like, Alicia Silverstone's still good in like the things she does, but what is she doing in this movie? Why? Like, what it? What did she read in this script that made her want to do it? I mean, I guess I've seen some reviews that, that say this has some like um, like feminism themes, and that may be so, but everything's just so all over the place. Like, I don't see like any type of uh, linear narrative going on. Um, man, I, like I don't know what else to say that Venom didn't already rant about because I feel pretty much similar in, in every way to what Venom and Don said. Uh, yeah. He, I mean, do you almost... I almost get the feeling that this was put forward just because it's a woman director. Like, I, I think that... I, I don't know why, but I think that could be the, the case where they just said, oh, well, we've got to get more women projects. We've got to get more women, you know, more women names in the genre. And I, I think they just looked at this project, saw that, you know, there's a woman attached to it, and they just said, okay, here you go. Like, yeah. I, I, so. I, I mean, I, I get the impression that they just looked at this and said, okay, it's a female-directed project. We've got to get more names in the genre for it. Let's just put it out there. Yeah, and to Venom's point, like, I can't say any of the individual actors or actresses did a bad job in what they were handed, but there just wasn't much to it. Like, if if the, like they were all capable, it wasn't like a case of where, like, some indie movies just have such low-quality cast because, you know, they're, they just can't afford the talent. I, I thought everyone in the movie was capable, it's just... I guess they weren't capable of rewriting their own parts because then it would have been better, but, like, that's really not their job to do. Um, but, man, just a disappointing, man. Well, I don't even know if I can say disappointing because I knew zero about the movie going in, so I had no no real thoughts ahead of time. So maybe just disappointed that, oh, look, another bad movie in 2023. Um, and Shudder, of all places, like, grabbed another one of these, but... Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess I'll leave my general thoughts on that. Venom, if you have a part two rant or like some finishing <laughs> rant thoughts, feel free. Take it away. I mean, oh god, the the list of complaints I have about this movie. Just there, I've said it before. I'm okay with ambiguity in my in my movies, uh, e even with the ending being ambiguous. Sometimes I'm okay with that. Sometimes there's a place for that. Lovecraftian horror is a great example, cosmic horror. If the ending is ambiguous, it's kind of expected to be. This this entire fucking movie is ambiguous. We we never truly get an explanation of what these the the abilities that these women have. There's one scene right after our main character turns 18, which apparently when you turn 18, that's when you get your abilities or whatever. Or you start getting that morphing face thing happening, uh, the reverse uh, possession, as they call it in the movie. Um, yet, it, it's like on her 18th birthday, after she has her piece of cake and freaks out, she, she sits down with her aunt and asks her flat out, what are we? And the aunt gives, uh, the aunt being Alicia Silverstone, gives one of the most convoluted fucking cryptic explanations ever. It's basically not an explanation at all. You know? It, it, it just, um... Yeah. I think that was probably the point where I was drifting in and out, because if you can't even tell me what you are without, yeah. you know, sounding... <laughs> I mean, if she brings up like five or six different metaphors and she tries to tie them all together, but it's almost like she trips over herself like at two or three different points. And it's like, okay, so you're going to spend like all of this time trying to explain what you are because you can't do it yourself because you don't know what you're actually supposed to be. And yeah, I mean, you know, you could have just said witches, werewolves, vampires. I mean, you know, shapeshifters, something. I mean, you know, it's almost like she couldn't commit to herself. <laughs> I mean, if these people have been around as long as they kind of imply that they've been around, you think they would have gotten a name for themselves by now. 
I mean, even in Hellbender, they talk about how that was a made-up name that people called them, you know, when, when it was discovered that they had abilities or whatever. Here, no, nothing. They they just they're very fine not having a name for their abilities or for what they are, or what they claim to be. So it, it's just more frustration, more ambiguity of the film that just. I, I mean, I was more confused at the end of the movie than at the beginning. And I, and I mean, like, going in knowing nothing about the movie, though I did – see, I try not to do this, but I did it this time, and it bit me in the ass. Um, I try not to look up – whenever we're doing an independent movie like this with a new writer-director, I try to avoid looking up anything about that director until after I see the movie that we're reviewing. This time I made the mistake of clicking Jennifer's name on IMDb, and I found out that she directed one of the segments in VHS 94, my favorite fucking entry in the VHS saga. Um, granted, she didn't do one of the stronger. She did the last segment, the one with the vampire, with the, the redneck proud boys that had a vampire, um, and they were going to use his blood to make a bomb and blah, 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 blah. Um, definitely not one of the stronger segments of that movie, but I, I particularly like every segment in that movie. There's a couple that I love and just, and a couple that are just okay. And hers was just okay. But when I saw that, that she directed that, I'm like, oh, cool. All right. So Shudder's given her a chance to do a feature after she did what was a fairly entertaining segment in VHS 94, and yeah, I, I guess I let my expectations get too much of me because this movie didn't have the clear story of that segment. It didn't have uh, the likable characters or unlikable characters, if you will. Like, like the characters in this movie weren't like they were hateable because they were so ambiguous because they. They weren't hateable because of the crimes that they perpetrated or the shit that they did or the attitudes that they had. Uh, they were just kind of dumb. Like I said, I've already kind of gone over my gripes with these two villains, these absolute dipshits that for some reason – and we never even get a full explanation of what they're doing. We get a kind of sort of idea, um, but we don't really – Get a legit explanation and, you know, and then, you know, more shit happens at the end that's going to prevent us from getting any kind of explanation. Uh, but, you know, we'll go over that in a little bit. Actually, maybe we won't. But um, these characters, the dad, they set up the dad as having also having these abilities yet once Johnny leaves home to go live with her aunt, we never see dad again. Fucking never. He's mentioned a couple of times. Oh, I think there is a com there is a phone conversation later when the aunt is talking to her dad. But that's it. It's like, well, what's dad's place in all this? He obviously also has this ability, yet he didn't feel like talking to his daughter about it. Um, he, you know, he kind of ships her off to her great aunt's house. And, you know, the great aunt is like the all-knowing, you know, uh, uh sage of the family who basically knows everything. So, you know, um, the, you know, Johnny's dad is kind of tasking auntie with explaining everything to Johnny. I, and I, I, I figure that's the case because dad didn't really seem ultra intelligent. So he probably doesn't ultimately know what's up with his abilities or, you know, what he can and can't do, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, we get a piece of it early. Like I said, we see him looking into the mirror and we see his face kind of morphing into other people's faces. Like one eye will be a different color and it kind of goes back and forth. And, you know, it's really ambiguous. And when we first see it, it's like, ooh, this is kind of interesting. What's going on here? You know, is the, does this guy have like the souls of a dozen people in his body and they're trying to get out? It's like I came up with like six different ideas of where the movie could have gone and every fucking one of them was better than where the movie ended up going. Because, like I said, just the the sheer balls to make a movie like this where we get no kind of explanation and even the ending just kind of leaves us, it's like, okay, cool. Um, they, you know, they escaped, they saved the day, but it's like, there's still so much more information to, to be exchanged. Like we still haven't gotten an explanation of what these people can do. We, we don't even get to see, um, Aunt Hildy use her abilities considering how much older she is than Johnny is. Is she like a super witch or something? Don't know. We don't fucking find out. Um, like I said, these villains, and I was watching a review 
of this film. Um, and and I, I purposely was looking for female YouTubers. I wanted to try to get the female perspective of this movie because obviously I missed something. I very greatly, just like with Black Christmas 2019, I missed something here. But even female YouTubers were like, this movie is dumb. It's almost unwatchable. Like, yeah, we all recognize the themes of feminism throughout. You know, there's so many lines in this movie um, devaluing women. You know, one of the perpetrators says, you know, don't cry. Women are unattractive when they cry. Uh, just really? Everyone is unattractive when they cry. What the fuck are you talking about? Like I said, the men in this movie are such pieces of fucking garbage. And I don't hate this movie solely because of that. Uh, I've, I've watched plenty of movies where everybody in the movie is a piece, is a hateable piece of shit. And I can still derive some kind of enjoyment from watching that movie. I derive zero enjoyment from this movie. Not a fucking thing made me smile, made me chuckle. Every attempt at comedy just backfires to me. Early on in the film, uh, when Johnny goes to school, she has a, like a questionnaire with like the head ma- mistress. And the questions start devolving into really, really personal shit. Like, are you sexually active? It's like, you're the headmaster of my school. What what the fuck? Is it any business of yours if I'm sexually active? Blah, 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 blah. Um, And Johnny tries to make some jokes, but they just fall flat and just leave me hating the character even more. The headmistress of this school who is very obviously in on this entire plot and not even attempting really to hide it. Um, oh, and the original point I wanted to, I'm, I'm very sorry, the original point that I wanted to make about the female YouTube reviewer is that she said that the, that the perpetrator of the kidnappings is um, revealed at the end of the movie. And I'm like, are you fucking joking? Are you telling me that you watched that entire torture scene and didn't know who that was behind the mask? I, I, do you have a mental disability? I'm pretty sure every fucking horror fan with even half a brain knew exactly who was under that mask. I mean, we hear his voice. He even says one line that he says earlier at the school during an assembly. He says word for word during the torture scene, something along the lines of no matter how bad things are, they can always get worse. Literally word for fucking word. He said the exact same thing he just said at an assembly the day before. And... I, I, I don't know. It, it, for for this YouTuber to be like, oh, and then we get the reveal at the end that it was actually the principal. It's like, no, we fucking knew that. And I'm very sorry, folks. I should have given spoiler warnings earlier. Uh, we're not doing a walkthrough for this movie. If you're still with us and you have any interest in seeing this movie, what the fuck is wrong with you? Is all I can say, because I mean, how much more hate can you hear three people keep on a movie and still have some kind of interest in seeing it? So anyway, yes, the principal is the main perpetrator of this whole thing, who is just an incel little bitch. I wanted to slap him through the television every fucking time he was on my screen. He's insufferable. Uh, like nothing about him is likable and that's probably his character that's the point but again this is why I'm saying Jennifer Reeder what happened to you what did men do in your life that makes you hate them so much because every fucking guy in this movie is a piece of shit dad maybe not a piece of shit but he does ship off his daughter because he doesn't want to deal with her And at one point in the movie, they're sitting on the couch watching a a movie, and he does the hand motion of of pointing a gun behind his daughter's head, pulling the trigger, then taking his little handgun, putting it up to his own head, and pulling the trigger. So actually, no, I go back to my original statement. Every man in this movie is a fucking piece of shit. Um, Dad is probably the most redeemable, but even he is not a very likable character at all. Um... The whole thing with the cake and not explaining, like, like, at one point on her 18th birthday, Alicia Silverstone cuts the cake, uh, and or attempts to cut the cake, but uh, Johnny says, no, I don't want any, I'm not in the mood for cake. And then Alicia takes her finger and starts fingering the cake and blood comes out. I don't know if there's blood in the cake or if that's just something, something to do with her ability. It's just ah, so goddamn frustrating, the ambiguity of this film. Um, this is the scene where we get that cryptic explanation uh, from 
auntie that means nothing to us. Um, there's a character in this movie who has a miscarriage and she fucking keeps it. As in she keeps the aborted fetus in like a, what was it, like a tin or something in her bathroom drawer? Like, unless she had the miscarriage that morning, there's no fucking reason for that thing to be in a tin in your house. Yes, I understand it was your child. It was, you know, in this case, I don't think this woman cared. I mean, she even admits that she didn't give a shit about the guy that got her pregnant. Um, who is, again, the incel fucking uh, son of the sheriff in this goddamn fucking movie. I, Folks, don't think I'm getting any enjoyment out of this. I've said it before and I'll say it again. <laughs> I do not like shitting on people's art. I'm, sur- I'm sure that Jennifer and everybody who's involved with this movie, you know, they bled, they sweat, they cried to get this movie made. But I'm sorry, I still have to give you my opinion, and this is only my opinion. It seems like Mike and Don also agree, but I'm just voicing my experience with the movie. This movie was a fucking drag. It was an hour and 41 minutes that felt like it was three and a half hours long. I kept hitting, I kept, I kept hitting my remote to see how far into the movie I was, and it was like, it felt like 20 minutes went by, but only five went by, and it's like, god damn, this fucking movie... Is gonna it's gonna make me age ten years by just watching it. But that's how much how goddamn frustrated I was here. Um, like I said, the reveal when we find when we get the reveal of who the perpetrators are, it's so uneventful because we only really meet like three or four men in this entire movie, and three of them are all involved in this shit. So it's like there, there's no there's no red herring. It's just if you're a guy in this movie, you're evil. Boom, done. You know, and then after, you know, Johnny gets kidnapped and taken taken to the facility, then we find out that it's a fucking harvesting ring, but they don't really get into it. Like, is it organ harvesting? Uh, There's one girl who's missing an eyeball. um, And and earlier we saw the headmistress who had just had surgery. She has an eye patch over her eye. Does that mean she has that girl's eye in her fucking uh, skull? I don't know. They never tell us. Um, you know, they don't tell us tell us if this is plasma harvesting, organ harvesting. At one point, they say that one of the victims was skinned alive, like they skinned her. They they pulled the martyrs on her. Guess what? We don't see it, um, and we don't even find out what happened to that skin. They obviously wanted that skin for something. Uh, doesn't matter to us. We're just the viewer. Who cares if we understand what's going on? Oh, God. And then the whole thing with this girl's ability. Uh, basically, she has one of the abilities that she has is that is that if she drops, if she spills blood, her own blood on the ground and she spills enough of it, it turns into a fucking portal. Like she can actually like at one point she sticks her arm in a blood puddle that she leaves at one point um, her aunt. That's the other thing, too. It seems like her aunt has the ability to make Johnny do shit. At one point, the aunt bit down on her own teeth, and then at that same instant, Johnny bit her tongue. So obviously the aunt wanted Johnny to bleed at that moment for whatever reason, and then she leaves the house. She uh, Some of the blood <laughs> – by the way, the puddle of blood that she leaves from biting her tongue is just fucking ridiculous, the, the amount of blood that comes out. And she's just sitting there. Just, like, I don't even know what the fuck she's doing. She's just sitting there bleeding. Uh, and then later, after she gets into an, alterca- uh, an altercation with a police officer, the police officer, the only police officer in the goddamn movie, um, again, she bleeds profusely through her nose, creates another puddle, and then we see the puddle start bubbling up. Like, there's bubbles coming up from the puddle. Um when we finally see what she can actually do, she basically, while she's in captivity, she cut, she either bites her tongue or she cuts herself. Oh, she pulls out the tube. That's right. Um, <laughs> I, can't, I can't even believe I'm about to explain this. Somehow, both uh, our perpetrator and Johnny somehow had anuses <laughs> on their fucking chest. I'm sure this is something that the that the uh, that the principal did to her, but literally they had fucking anuses. I'm not exaggerating, my friends. It is an asshole, literally an asshole. 
on their chest right where their heart should be. And the funniest fucking thing is that at one point, Johnny rips uh, the guy's anus off his chest, and then it's a fucking vagina. I'm not exaggerating. (laughs) There's a goddamn vagina underneath this rectum that he somehow, I I think I heard somebody call it a fleshlight USB port. (laughs) Think of, like, like if a fleshlight could exchange information, that's what we're think that's what we're talking about here. Just so fucking stupid. I'm sorry. And then like I said, she rips um she, she ends up ripping the anus off of the guy's chest. Then she rips her own oh god, I can't believe these words are coming out of my mouth. She rips her own anus off of her chest. Uh the port that she has on her and she starts bleeding profusely on the bed. She ends up creating a puddle of blood in the bed and literally she goes into it. We don't see her go into it, but what we see is uh the principal come into the room, see the puddle of blood on the bed and then he kind of reaches towards it like he's going to touch it and we see Johnny's hand come out of the puddle of blood and it pulls him down into this realm of blood literally it's they're just swimming in red liquid it's a little too clear to be blood but i'm sure that's probably what they were going for in the movie that it was blood um and then johnny kind of kicks them they have kind of an underwater slash under blood fight where johnny kicks her down kicks the guy down and then she comes up out of the portal if you will the blood puddle and doesn't fucking clean up the puddle she leaves the fucking puddle there, and of course, two minutes later, the principal pops right back out of it. It's like, there's no forethought what's so fucking ever from people in this movie. Not from the antagonist, not from the protagonist. No one has any goddamn forethought in this movie, and it's just so fucking frustrating. Like, it would have been so easy to just, you know, move the sheets, clean up that blood, and, you know, so that there's no puddle there. And then Principal is trapped in the blood realm forever. Boom. Movie's over. Nope. We got we to gotta do some other fucking finale where eventually he gets out. Um, and then <laughs> he ends up getting out. And then they all go to school the next day like nothing fucking happened. <laughs> Literally, the principal's there. Johnny's there. The other two girls, the other three girls that were with her that she escaped with are all at school the next day. Fuck you. School's the last thing I'm worried about the day after I got fucking kidnapped and had my blood drained by some psycho with an anus on his chest. Holy shit, folks. I'm running out of breath here. I'm so pissed off. <laughs> And then, like I said, we finally get a little piece of gore at the end where Johnny rips the principal's heart out of his chest. By that time, I don't give a rat fuck. I just, I'm I'm sitting there like, okay, is the movie over? Can I go? No, no, five more minutes. One more little finale scene. Um, It just, oh, God, there's a sub... there's a subplot with, like, Johnny's mother who's been missing for most of her life. It turns out, you know, she reappears, and it turns out she also has this ability. But she actually has the ability to kind of mimic uh, people. Rather than just the morphing faces, she can actually do the whole thing. She can actually literally pretend to be a whole another person. Again, reverse possession, as they call it in the movie. <laughs> Fucking stupid. Um So, yeah, like I said, dad disappears from the movie. Mom shows up, but she doesn't really make much of a meaningful contribution. She basically just says that she left because her father was abusive and she didn't want to be around her anymore. And to the point where she actually makes the statement that I never thought your father could hate anything more than me until you were born but then you left her alone with this man? This man that you know hates your daughter? What the fuck is wrong with everyone in this movie? I just, I want to fucking destroy everyone in this movie just for even reading this script and thinking it was mildly enjoyable. Oh, God, where am I here? Uh, I'm actually at the end of my notes. I took very few notes for this movie. I've said it before. I'll say it again. When I hate a movie, I tend to not take very many notes because I'm just in absolute awe of the fucking garbage on celluloid that I'm watching. And I'm sorry, folks. 
I, I, I said some complimentary things about the movie earlier. It's well shot. It's what it's for the most part, well acted. It's well edited. Cinematography is fine. The score is passable, but God damn this story. Just one of just the dumbest fucking stories. And we've seen some stupid horror this year, but this one for me takes the cake. Um, I'm sorry, but I would rate this movie lower than any Asylum movie, because at least Asylum knows what they are, and this director does not know who she is, and hopefully as she starts to read and listen to the reviews of this movie, she'll realize that she's not the fucking auteur that she thinks she is, because, I mean, there's, there's... there's very artistic shots in the film, you know, a lot of like cheap cuts and things like that. But you can obviously tell she wanted to, you know, try to impress people with her filmmaking. But I'm sorry, you absolutely did not. All you did was you created Black Friday 2019 Part 2. And I hate both movies equally. Well, I think I'm. I was going to say, it's safe to say you hate more about this movie than I even remember, so kudos to you on that, at least. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And and after all that, with me saying I'm not going to do a walkthrough, I still kind of did a small one just to kind of walk you guys through the stupidity of this film and why I found it stupid. Hey, listen, I understand that all horror fans are different. There's going to be fans out there who love this movie. There's probably a few people out there who are going to call this their favorite movie of 2023. And you know what? Awesome. Cthulhu bless you, my friend. I, you know, if you if you are able to derive enjoyment from this movie, rock on. You're a better person than I am because I got no enjoyment out of this movie. I, I fucking from almost like 10 minutes into the movie. I'm already mentally checked out. And then once Alicia Silverstone's character is introduced, it's like, what the fuck is this wannabe Elvira bitch? I fucking, nah, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, folks, but I, I, I highly do not recommend this movie. I recommend you avoid it at all costs. Yes, I know it's on Shudder. If you already have a Shudder, it's easy, ac- a Shudder subscription, excuse me. Um, it's easy access, and it's just another horror movie that you can watch to pad your numbers. My friends, don't do it. D- don't fucking do it. G- go watch something good, even if you've already seen it. Go watch something good. Watch Knock at the Cabin again. I don't care. Just this fucking movie. I, I-, I want to make it my personal goal that this thing gets as little views on Shutter as possible. I- I'm, I'm going to tell every goddamn person I know that is into horror – and and Shudder in general, I'm going to tell them all to avoid this movie, and I'm hoping I can make a dent so that Shudder finally understands we need better films than this. This is not what we expect from you. What happened to the Shudder of 2019 and 2020 when we were getting great movies every couple of weeks? Now we're getting fucking masturbation on celluloid, and it's fucking awful. I'm sorry, Shudder. I love you to death, but today I fucking hate you. I hate you with a fiery passion of a thousand suns. Well, that's a good way to end this. (laughs) Fiery (laughs) hatred with a thousand suns, because I don't know where to go from there. (laughs) And to think, we had a movie where a shark eats 50 zombies and has each of their legs pop out through its stomach and chases people around on land. I actually went back and watched that movie, Don, after your recommendation. I fucking loved it. It was such. It was just campy fun. Just it, I had a smile beginning to end. It was great. I told you. I told you that was the one that we should have watched. And did oh, it, it shark is awesome. It was damn cool. I don't know about my favorite shark, my favorite cinematic shark ever, but it's up there. It's definitely up there. That was awesome. <laughs> All right. Um. I guess that's going to wrap it up. <laughs> so, Venom, what else, what else you got out that uh, is not talking about this movie? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sweating. I'm so fucking angry. <laughs> it's not even hot today. It's like 79 in L.A., but I, I, I got so riled up, I'm just I'm sweating my ass off. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Um, as far as what else I have, um, we finally did record um, No More Room in Hell Presents Creature Comforts, episode number 19. Uh, where we looked at the Ray Harryhausen classic 20 Million Miles to Earth. I am just about done editing that. 
It should be available early next week, early to middle of next week, I would imagine. It'll be up on the network and on all your podcast catchers, so look out for that. And uh, the main show, we finally did put out another episode of the main show. And this one was what? This was Derek's picks, right? Or was this Mike's picks? I forget. No, it was Torso, right? Those were Mike's picks. Yeah, it was mine. 55. Yeah, Tor- Torso and The Great Alligator. Yes. So that episode is now available. I believe it's episode eight, 55, um, where we looked at a couple of Bruno Martino films. Or Sergio. Sergio or Bruno? Sergio. Sergio, thank you. Um, and that's really all I have. I've been so busy myself with work. Um, I'm actually going to Las Vegas next week, um, so I'm not even sure if I'm going to be available to do an episode next week unless we do it early, but we'll, we'll talk about that off air. I will be in Las Vegas next week for a renewable energy conference. Um, I, I work in solar energy. I am a, um, what do you call it, a software engineer in renewable energy. So I'm going to be in Vegas next week for a conference. And um, so I just haven't really had the time to set up guest spots or really even, you know, talk to some of my co-hosts about recording the next episodes of our shows. So unfortunately, that's all I have for you. Hopefully as the weather cools down and, you know, kind of October kind of comes and goes, uh, we'll, we'll be uh, on a little bit more um, consistent schedule. Let's leave it at that. So, yeah, that's it for me. All right. I'll throw it over to Don. Do you got anything? Uh, yeah, as mentioned, Creature Comforts, so uh, be on the lookout for that one. Uh, the latest episode of uh, Horror Countdown uh, is available. Um, me and my co-host, we took a look at films with secret villains. So uh, that was a uh, fun time there. Uh, to give you an idea of what we mean by that, uh, films that basically were... They couldn't have happened unless somebody did something that propelled the story along, but it turns them into the villain of the story. So, uh, you know, neglectful husbands, uh, neglectful, you know, yeah, uh, you know, neglectful husbands would be a um, pretty much a, you know, the avenue to go um, down towards, uh, you know, like killer kid films where nobody really trusted, you know, the person that knows what's going on. Or um, as we uh, as we joked about it, um, you know, Jed from uh, Pet Cemetery, uh, you know, the meme about okay, well, I, I I keep telling people about this place and it keeps bringing the dead back to life, and you wonder why you know it keeps happening, uh, you know, pretty much think something like that. But, uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, that is available, and I think the only other thing now is just waiting for uh, Joe Blow to finish up their. Uh, Resident Evil franchise uh, guest uh, franchise entry. Be, you know, with mine we did uh, Welcome to Raccoon City, so uh, that one should be available soon. Since I think they just released Apocalypse, so I think uh, Afterlife and what's the one after that? Because I think Afterlife uh, is Afterlife uh, is, is the called Re- Retribution. Maybe it's retribution. I I don't know because I I think there's five or six in the original. There's five or six in the original franchise, and then Raccoon City's the reboot because we only they only did the yeah okay yeah so Uh, yeah yeah. Uh, retribution it's afterlife retribution welcome uh, oh and then the final chapter yeah yeah. Ugh. Yeah, so I, I think they have to finish up those before um, mine is out. But, uh, yeah, it should be available pretty soon. So, yeah, that's uh, pretty much it on my end. All right. Uh, for me, it's just the latest episode of No More Room in Hell 55. It's actually been kind of a busy summer for me, too. So I've kind of not been recording anything outside of the two main shows, like not even looking into it um, or, you know, sending out feelers for anything just because. So maybe – you know, with the with the fall season coming up, my kids are back in school. Makes the the house a little more quiet <laughs> during the days. So um, maybe I'll get back to doing other stuff. It's just really it's scheduling because I I feel like I'm in, I'm just in that part of my life where like the two main shows are are keeping me busy enough as far as like what time I can allocate to podcasting. So 
Uh, keep churning them out. Try to probably get um, another Crystal Lake gift shop coming because yes. if there's Definitely. one if there's one show that is like the easy one to do, it's that one. Um, mm-hmm. So look to get those done. And uh, other than that, I know I think to, since we're recording late this week, I think the Nun Two opened today, didn't it? Yep. Sir. Yeah, yeah so, uh, uh, now starts our uh, theatrical run. So, yep. Um, so that likely would be the next episode. Uh, obviously, you know, Venom mentioned his his work trip, so we'll try to work with that to see if it can get done. Because um, yeah, we got a crazy run coming up for the fall season, which is good. Yep. I mean, that's that's kind of what you want at this time of the year is to be in the theater to see horror. So. Oh, I was going to uh, I was going to bring something up, but I guess it can wait till we're off air. <laughs> oh, and also if uh the nun isn't your pleasure, this coming Sunday, uh the 10th, is it the 10th? Yeah, this coming Sunday the 10th is the 40th anniversary of John Carpenter's Christine, and it will be playing in a bunch of theaters for one night only. That's uh this coming Sunday. I'm looking at my AMC listings and they are showing multiple um, screenings of the movie at multiple theaters on Sunday. So if you're a John Carpenter fan or if you've never gotten the chance to see Christine on the big screen, here's your chance this Sunday. Go check it out. Assuming our episode is out by Sunday. And if you're listening to this after Sunday the 10th, I apologize. (laughs) And also an outdated thing I'll mention right now is isn't today Dario Argento's birthday? It is. So. That's why I'm seeing all his pictures all over the place. <laughs> like everyone I know who's ever met Argento is posting those pictures today. So I'm like, why is everybody like? I thought he died at first, but I didn't see any R.I.P. notices. So thankfully, he's still with us. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, with that, we're gonna get out of here. So thanks everyone for, I would say, listening to this episode, but maybe suffering through it with us, uh, whether you've seen the movie or not. Uh-huh. This, this, other than Black Christmas 2019, I think this has given listeners the most fuel to like not watch the movie we watched. But hey, some people love the pain, so if if that's your bag, then I guess check it out despite our uh, warnings not to. Um, and yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back sometime with probably in the next week or so, just depending. So uh, let's say bye to our listeners. Later. I'm going to go hit my hit my head with a fucking hammer until I forgot I ever watched this movie. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>